to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to tell you, we have got a couple of hours of just absolutely incredible talk radio for you. And we're coming right out of the gate with someone that I've known pretty much since I've been here on KKNW. And I've come to know her in many, many different ways. And one of the things that I've come to discover about Besides her... Besides me, of course. What? Besides me, knowing I, me almost as long. I know. Right. Just want well, everybody to know I that. actually think, though, I may have known her <laughs> longer. longer. About five minutes longer. Maybe. But Maybe still, all the same. Longer. Right? She, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I was just messing you with you. You got to take a back seat, back seat to that dude. I, I can. That's fine. Okay. I'm only sure? six minutes behind. <laughs> that's it. Six minutes could be a lifetime. We're like twins, but lifetime. I'm like the later twin. I know yeah. you are the you are the later twin. The one that didn't want to come out so quick. We, that could be a it's whole new show out there. That Stick could be a whole new in. show we do with yeah. Diana. Put me back in. Yeah, I mean, okay. actually, you know, th- there's some of us that just were terrible at popping out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we were just not wanting to come out. <laughs> And it was, that's a whole nother show. (laughs) But anyway, Diana Clark joining us here today. And the reason that I am so delighted to have her here is because, you know, there are some people that you connect with that inspire you. And, you know, she's known me kind of talking about my book, like for a couple of years. And in the meantime, she's written two books. Okay, so she's listening to me talk yeah, about. Yeah, you should the, kind of put that together. I have put a it together. Bit. I have. Come on, she, I, I have put it together. Okay. So you know, my goal is then to pop two of them out this year, yeah. right? <laughs> That's it. That's great. <laughs> well, you know, Diana Clark, as I said before, you know, there are people that are passionate about life and you know take action and do things, and she is one of those people. And so when we took a look at her first book, which I absolutely loved. Clearwater Girl. Uh, it was amazing. And I thought, wow, here this person is every day that I meet and she greets me, smiles. She's always there. And then here is this incredible talent. And so her second book in this is a, in the series is Sarah and the Golden Earring. And this book I liked as well. Both of them have very, very important messages. But I don't know what it is about the second book that kind of hit me. Now, Diana was born in Alabama, grew up in Texas. She lives in Bellevue, Washington with her daughter who is absolutely beautiful. Comes in here and helps out. Yeah, we put her to work. I know. She, could, <laughs> she rides a little have, scooter. You come into yeah. the studio and you have oh, to go yeah. to work. Yeah. And so her writings are inspired by her travels, by her life, and by her love. And so she's joining us here today as we take a journey down the path of Sarah and the Golden Earring. Diana, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for having me here this morning, Pat. Isn't he a hoot? Well, you know what? I was just going to say, you know, Benny, I've been here longer than you, so (laughs) (laughs) you can't get away with that. (laughs) That's true. We'll bring the boss down here. Mark! But that's okay. You're still like my brother. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. See, I there told you. you. We're, 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 we're twins. We're old school. It's, it's all about the love, isn't it? <laughs> it's okay that I'm 20 years older than you, Benny. <laughs> you don't need to know that. Oh, see? Yeah. But you're as young as 20 years younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. See? Hey, dude, I'm almost, what, 30 years older than you. 
dope. Don't I look good, though? <laughs> you look really good, Pat. <laughs> That's because I put the top in pain cream on my face. <laughs> All over. <laughs> That's another show. Uh-huh. You know, I, Diana, I wanted to talk with you because... Um, it, we, we, you know, we come in contact with people in our lives. I mean, we bump up against each other every day. Uh-huh. You know, I'm from New York. Uh-huh. And so if you've ever walked the streets of New York, you're bumping up against a lot of people every yes. day. <laughs> you are. But you rarely stop to take the time to find out what their interests are, uh-huh. find out what their lives are about, and go to the deeper level when we actually get to move beyond the word hello. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I've had the honor and pleasure of doing that with you. Thank you. And your books, uh, and especially now that I have Sarah and the Golden Earring in front of me, th- your books tell such wonderfully simple stories uh-huh. with amazingly powerful messages. And I would dare to call to action anyone listening to this show to do what this character in this book has done for her family. Uh And, you know, this is what I wanted to talk with you about. I mean, you know, the second book is... How is it? How is it giving birth to a second book? I know the first book. There's the first book. Uh But did you sit down and say, I'm going to plan a series of books, and this is what I have in mind for them? Well, um, actually, what I did is I did want to do a series of books, and I wanted to showcase kids from different places in the world. Mm. Because as I've traveled, I noticed that no matter where you go, it doesn't matter what their race is, what their religion is. All kids are going through such similar things. And uh, there's all the different peer pressures. And uh, one of the biggest things is the decisions that our children are making. How does that not only affect their personal integrity, but how does it affect everybody around them in their world? And so my idea is to do uh, this big series. I have a ton of ideas. I have two new books that I'm actually working on. And at the rate that I'm going, I think I'll be able to put out one here. I think so. And uh, each one will have a child that's uh, from a different region of the world. And Sarah in the Golden Earring, um, I don't specifically state it, but she actually is a Bedouin girl. And in my first book, uh, Clearwater Girl, she's a Native American girl. And so what I'm showing here is that it doesn't really matter. They're all having to make different decisions, important decisions, no matter what their economic status is. These are important decisions for their world, and it affects many, many people out there. You know, I I shared this about the Northwest Women's Show Mm -hmm. and the fact that we had a a picture out there, a glass vase, rather, Mm -hmm. uh, asking for donations for Posado Safe Haven, which is, you know, to save dogs uh, and other animals. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned the other day on the radio that most of the donations were made by children. Oh, yep, that's interesting. It is so interesting, and it really talks to what you're speaking about, mm-hmm. and it also addresses um, the journey that Sarah went through. Yes. Because the children, in their own way, show up, be present, take chances, make decisions, and they're filled with compassion. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we give our kids enough credit. Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that kids are going to get a better opportunity at right now in the world is that they're going to have access to better information than I had. Um, more information about how to be conscious, making conscious decisions, um, more information about awakening to their spiritual connection to the whole the whole planet and what you just said that's really interesting that it was the kids that were making these big donations because see they're already aware 
Now, when I was a kid, it's, yeah, you, you know, you saw the commercial, don't litter and, you know, be kind to animals or whatever. But in their world today, it, it is huge. It's, it's right in front of them. Animals are going to become extinct. Animals that we grew up with, you know, Pat, you and I, that it wasn't that big of a deal. And now these animals can become extinct. And there's all of this help now available. For instance, the this is the Posado. Safe Haven. Safe Haven. Yeah. And this has come to light, you know, the cruelty to animals in the world. And what can we do to help protect them and give them a safe haven? And kids are aware of these types of things today, and I love that. I think that is so important, and that is the big shift that's occurring in, on our planet today, that awareness of all of the things that have happened to our environment and how important that is. And, you know, the Native Americans knew that. You know, b before, uh, you know, the United States was settled, the Native Americans were saying, no, you know, we are living on this planet, and, and why it was so important to keep it clean, to keep it pristine, to only hunt and kill what you needed for, you know, survival. And they understood that cycle of the planet. And I think that we're coming back around to that type of information for our new generation. Because I know I, I've given that information to my daughter. And I see how she, how, the things that she does for the planet. She set up a whole recycling thing in our home, which is just great. And she was just real aware of like, you know, Mom, you know, this is going to be where our paper is and our plastics are. And, <laughs> and, I, and I watch her with how she is with animals, and she's wonderful. Well, and, you know, and that has to do with, of course, your influence and, you know, these books that you're writing. When mm -hmm. I when I read the book and I just re I just reread it again today, oh, okay. uh, not only did you write it, but you also illustrated it. Yes, I did. Thank you. you. Know, so this is your <laughs> this is actually your footprint here. It is. This yeah. is my baby. This is it. And what I love about this is how you take us through the trials and tribulations that happen in every family. Thank, yeah, thank you very much. And mm -hmm. that is one of the things that I do try to show. And, uh, you know, my stories are they're short and more simplistic. But what I'm doing is I have incorporated so many of my passions and so much of my love into these books. You know, my illustrations, the story itself. And because they are shorter stories, I have to think, okay, she's she found the earring. And it's all of the decisions that, especially because you're trying to think from the point of view from a child. You know, what is she going to do with the earring? And shouldn't she try to find the rightful owner? And uh, all the different things that come up in her life because she's first thinking about what she wants. Uh, it's, it's all about her. But then other things happen in her family. And it changes the whole story in the book. She's going to need to make some very important decisions. And these decisions impact her life, her family's lives. And actually, it's, it's everyone, even in their community, will be affected by the decision that she makes because it's going to come down to their sheep. Uh, they use the wool from the sheep to make their blankets, which they sell in town, which gives them their income. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, she has to make a lot of very grown-up decisions. Well, and we're going to talk about this when we come back from break, okay. because what I was most fascinated uh, uh, by in the book mm -hmm. was her initial reaction when she found the golden earring. Okay. And I want to talk about that when we come back, because I believe that the way that you talked about that or showed her presence around that, her thought process around that earring, okay. I think that in itself upholds one of the most incredible values we have uh -huh. in our society right now. And when we come back, we'll share that with the listeners and ask ourselves questions around, would we have done would we have done what Sarah 
did with that golden earring. Uh, Diana Clark joining me here today on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, we have got a just incredible talk radio for you today. We're going to be talking about intention. Diana Clark starting us off. It all is about the energy and vibration we want to create. We'll be right back. show team is bowling for the animals at the Posado Safe Haven third annual dog bowl on April 6th at Kenmore Lanes. You can help us raise money for the animals by sponsoring our team. No donation is too small. Go to the drpatshow.com and look for monkey on the homepage. Charity Navigator, America's premier independent evaluator of charities, gives Posados their highest rating. Go to the drpatshow.com to find out more about Posado Safe Haven and how to help us help the animals. Are you tired of treating your animal companions with toxic drugs? Do chronic, degenerative, or disabling conditions affect your horse's or pet's quality of life? Quantum Healing, created by Dr. Susan Seeley, with over 25 years as a veterinarian and 40 in the equestrian field, brings hope of true health and healing for your pet or equine companion. Visit QuantumVet.com. Learn how Quantum Healing can benefit your animal companion. That's QuantumVet.com. Why do people travel across the globe to see Dr. Nusheen Darvish at the Holistic Medical Center in Bellevue? Is it her specialization in women's health, allergies, and chronic illness? Is it because she founded a uniquely comprehensive, integrative clinic for cutting-edge, non-invasive, and FDA-approved therapies that improve the health of all patients? Yes, it is. Find out for yourself. 425-451-0404. That's 425-451-0404. For years, I was searching for a church that spoke about God in ways that made sense to me, in ways that recognized my struggles in life and then helped me find solutions. I found that church. It's the Center for Spiritual Living, a wonderful community that is helping me build a better life and a better world. Each Sunday, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis inspires me to create a world that works not only for me, but for everyone. Honoring all paths to God, the Center for Spiritual Living is located just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way with three Sunday services. Visit online at spiritualliving.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat Basile, and I'm excited to be the Master of Ceremonies at the Five Extraordinary People 2008 Lecture Series. Join us for the fourth and fifth events with John Holland on April 9th and Ayanla Van Zandt on May 20th, all right here in Seattle at Royal Hall. Tickets are on sale now. Go to thedrpatshow.com for more information. Don't miss this spectacular opportunity to be inspired. Revitalize your soul with Wayne Dyer, Robert Holden, Doreen Virtue, Marianne Williamson, Greg Braden, and your other favorite Hay House authors on a day or weekend retreat in Las Vegas. It's the annual I Can Do It conference on June 26th through 29th at the Sands Expo. And it's packed with inspiring keynote lectures, interactive workshops, autograph sessions, exhibitors, and more than 35 best-selling authors. Tickets start at only $75. Call 800-654-5126 or visit ICanDoIt.net. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Shake your booty. 
30 on Friday today. That's Benny picking them for us right here on the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And as I said earlier, Benny and I were commenting, it's been so wonderful to get to know and chat with Diana Clark every day. Every day I come into the radio, there she is. Every day. <laughs> it's, it's, I make it sound like a bad thing. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. And, and she I, answers all the phones, too. And she, she does. does. Job. I mean, she balances five stations here. And I know. it's the first voice you hear usually for anyone that calls in. Right. And you got to have that. She well, sets the tone. It's awesome. It, and you know what? That's why we're going to do a show about the uh, the, the uh, women in management here at Sandusky. Oh. Because that is... Yeah, we've been kicking the idea around. Yeah, we're, cool. yeah Bobby's trying to round everybody up. Oh. Um, but it goes back to, you know, the energy, the vibration, and the choices we make in life. And I want to go back, Diana, to, you know, Sarah and the Golden Earring. Because one of the things I said before the break that I wanted to share was, you know, there are many decision points along the way. Uh-huh. in the book. Yes. But the one decision point that I was so struck by was this moment where Sarah finds the golden earring. Uh-huh. And in that moment, she picks it up and it's beautiful and she loves it. It's one earring, by the way. This yes. is kind of fun. Uh-huh. It's not two earrings. And I want to ask you about that. Okay. But it's one earring she finds. She puts it on, right? Uh-huh. But she doesn't keep it. Uh-huh. She goes to find out if anyone lost it. Uh-huh. Now, the sense I got was she goes to this big town, and I don't know if this is true, but she goes to a town, uh-huh. and she actually knows where to go, uh-huh. and she gives it to somebody to hold. Well, what she did is, it's interesting that you picked up on the one earring, because the whole point in that was that this earring, which you know is quite large, is it's solid gold, so it's very valuable. So she knows right away... This is valuable. And she puts it on as yep. most of us women would if you found a ring. You couldn't help but do that. And you'd be thinking, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. And uh, But when she goes into town, she actually puts up a posting. And uh, and she uh, she talks to the shop owner and says, if anybody says that they've lost this earring, then, you know, I have the earring. And we'll make sure that the rightful owner gets the earring back. And you were saying in between on our break, you know, what was it that made Sarah make this decision and that comes down to her foundation the foundation that she's had at home that it was taught to her to do the right thing and you brought up a a good question there of how about kids that grow up in an environment where they're not given these tools well and you know the the thing that um that i that i want to address around that is the fact that um, you know, she didn't think twice about it. Uh-huh. In the book, you don't get you don't get the sense from her that I found this earring. Should I? Should I not? So here's the question: uh-huh. When is it, if ever, okay to keep things we find? You know, what yeah. is you know what is the right way about that? Uh-huh. And the reason I ask this question is because in my mind, the question goes beyond an earring. Yes. You know, we are in countries that we don't, uh, that are not ours. Uh And so, you know, this this lesson, this question, I mean, it even talks to the role of ethics and values Uh that we're seeing with the two whistleblowers in the airline industry right now. Uh So what is the message that you want us to pick up? From the fact that Diana, without even blinking, uh, Sarah, without even blinking, Uh knew the right thing to do. That comes down to personal integrity. And I think no matter where we come from in life, we know right from wrong. And, you know, it's a lot easier to do wrong. It's a lot easier to have kept the earring and never tried to find the person. It's a lot easier 
to do the wrong things. To do the right thing takes a lot of courage. And for me, when I make decisions on things, and especially as you get older, you know this, you know, because you can look back on your life and, you know, go, gosh, I didn't make a very good choice there. I'm ashamed of that choice. That was not smart. That's not something I would do today. And the reason it's something I wouldn't do today is that it's my personal integrity. It doesn't matter whether people know that or not. It's all about I would know it. Mm -hmm. And if I knew it and I don't feel good about it, I don't feel that that's a place of uplifting me into a higher place in my spiritual growth. And that is what I'm all about. And I know that even in my 20s, I knew that there was more out there. And I think all humans, everybody that you're talking to, it doesn't even matter where you come from. Everybody is seeking this big connection with their higher realm. And for Sarah... She made this choice right away, but that was her foundation. Because as you read into the story, you can tell that her parents do care a lot about her. Mm -hmm. And they're also letting her make choices, and they're going, wow, this is great. You know, look at, look at what my daughter is doing. She is making these incredible choices. And um, one of the things for our young girls especially, you know, they have all these challenges and responsibilities today that I don't know that we had that whenever I was growing up. It was more no. simple. No, we didn't. Yeah, it was just a more simplistic life. And uh, because when I look at my daughter who's turning 13 this month, and I'm like, wow, 13 already. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we watched her all growing up. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Still growing. Yep, still growing. Uh, but she, she has all these big challenges today that I look at, and I am so proud of the choices she makes. And a, and a lot of that does come down to I raised her with an environment that is safe. And when children, I found when they have a safe environment, it's not that I'm perfect at all. I make my mistakes. But when I do make a mistake, I do turn to her and I say, I'm sorry, I did not handle that correctly. Now, I would have never got that whenever I was a child from either one of my parents because they were right and it was, this was the rules and it was going to be beaten into you or everyone was yelling or whatever, you know. <laughs> and it, it, so it was never safe. It wasn't even safe to tell the truth. It wasn't even safe to make a good decision. So actually, when I think back when I was a kid, you know, I don't even know that I would have made the right choice. Mm -hmm. As an adult today, absolutely I would. Well, you know, it's interesting we're having this conversation. I was talking with, I had Marco Marsan on the other day, mm -hmm. and we were chatting about the workplace right now. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the fact that probably right now, working in, 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 um, in this culture mm -hmm. is probably one of the fearful um, fearful places to be. And I said to him, oh, well, you know, why is that? And he said, well, think about it. You know, if you do something that's not exactly right, you know, now there's not this idea of a long-time job security. Mm -hmm. You know, you may be uh, at odds with someone and not even know it. And I didn't really think about that that much. Mm -hmm. But when I read the book again this morning, Sarah and the Golden Earring, mm -hmm. and I thought about the fact that if you don't do what's right, if you don't take action in the way that you believe is true for you, mm -hmm. That stays with you forever. Mm -hmm. it, it does stay with you. But uh, you know what I've done on anything that I'm not proud of in my past? I came to a place where I'm much more present. And I can't change the past. It's there. But you know what? That's what made me a more incredible person today. Uh-huh. 
because I learned from my mistakes. Exactly. And so when I look back on it, I don't know that I could have changed it because I think it's what it, it's what made me grow to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And that's always, I guess, easier to say <laughs> now. But it, it's true for all of us. No matter what you went through, it, when you have that all in perspective and um, you look at where it was coming from, the people that it was coming from, and, and you know, for myself, when I look at the past, I, I just go, okay, these were choices I made, and why did I make these choices? And, you know, you, 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 know, you dissect it, and right. you're looking at all the different angles, but it's okay, yeah. and I'm okay with that. And I will carry it my whole life, I suppose, but I'm just at a different place that it's okay. That's where I was at that time, and I understand where I was at the time, but this is where I am today. And there are always lessons learned. What mm-hmm. are the lessons that you want parents and children to learn from Sarah and the Golden Earring? Because I think both folks can learn a little bit here. Yes. Uh, well, I think that the biggest lesson was um, the integrity. And don't underestimate your children. Don't underestimate how very smart they are at making really good decisions. And, you know, a lot of that is it's going to come down to the foundation that they've given her. And even then, it's nobody is going to make perfect decisions all of the time. But one of the things I do with my daughter, if a mistake is made is that I always sit down and I always talk about it no matter what it is. And that means everything goes off. That TV is off. The radio is off. It means we're going to sit there and we're going to look at each other and we're going to discuss what happened. I let her talk. Then I talk. And then after that's done, then we let it go and we don't talk about it again. That's it. Well... I'll tell you, there's a lot to learn from this book. I want to make sure that our listeners have information on the book. How can they get copies of it? Well, the easiest way is just to go to Amazon.com and, you know, just click on uh, find either Sarah and the Golden Earring or you can look it up under Diana Clark, either or and uh, find me. Well, I love that you did this book. I mean, I, I, I totally love the first book. This is a different message and a powerful message. And uh, you are just absolutely awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for Thank joining you. us here today. Now, is it too early to ask you what the next book is going to be about? Uh, no, actually, the next one, right. I, I, I have it. It's actually going to be Chang's Water Buffalo. <sighs> <laughs> are these are these all girls no this one's going to be a boy it's going to be a, a boy. boy yes I, I decided i better throw in a little boy there so they don't think this is only girls and so what's the title of that one it's going to be chang's water buffalo i can't wait thank you thank you and i hope at some point whenever the series kind of comes to an yes. you know an end mm-hmm. that you have like a group book and all these folks get together That would be great. Oh, that's a really good idea. Don't you think? (laughs) I think that's a great idea. All right. You heard it first right here on the Dr. Pat Show. (laughs) Diana Clark, go to Amazon.com. We've got a new web page coming up. You're going to be able to find uh, a link uh, from the Dr. Pat homepage to the book as well. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Very cool. Stay tuned. Allison Day joining us here. We're going to talk about massage, but in a different way. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.